0: Was charismatic mean girl and queer icon Santana Lopez ever really a villain or a secret hero all along? Admit it! Just admit it! When it comes to characters to root for on Glee, it's not as simple as love the main character, hate the antagonist. From the often insufferable protagonist Rachel Berry to the hilariously cruel pseudo-villain Sue Sylvester, the series' approach to who's good and who's bad veers way beyond typical character archetypes. One name that continuously pops up on lists of best and nastiest Glee characters is Naya Rivera's Santana, a character who was unmistakably introduced as a villain with her signature snappy comeback. Backs and harsh insults. Hey dwarf, anyone ever tell you that you dress like one of the bait girls on To Catch a Predator? But thanks to Rivera's performance, an unorthodox coming-out narrative, and her channeling her mean-girl energy to fight the bullies, Santana ends the show as one of the most lovable, easy-to-root-for characters. I wanted her to say that she accepts me, but I have a lot of love in my life already. She may bring an edge, but like Rachel, she's got the talent and drive to back up her attitude. Looking back, Santana feels a lot like a Glee hero from the jump. She just makes us aware of how that line isn't always as clear as it looks at first. So how did Glee make a textbook mean girl who started out as a background character so memorable and well-loved? I'm sort of a bitch, but I'm willing to change. Although fans recognize Santana as one of Glee's most memorable characters today, she was first introduced to the show as just a background dancer and singer for Mean Girl cheerleader Quinn Fabray. According to Naya Rivera in her memoir, Santana didn't have any lines in the pilot, and the few early lines she did have were almost exclusively insults and takedowns of Rachel Berry. Did you see what Rachel was wearing today? (laughs) Oh, I know. She looked like Pippi Longstocking, but like Israeli. But Naya Rivera's on-set chemistry with Quinn actress Diana Agron and her ability to make the most out of even a small background role convinced showrunner Ryan Murphy that Santana was worth keeping around in a larger supporting role. Rivera said, "...I tried to think of ways I could make Santana stand out. I figured that if she was the bitchy sidekick, then I was going to make her a mega bitch with extra kick. And I guess it must have worked." Santana went from background character to fully developed principal role by the second season. As the Glee writers considered what a season-long arc for a supporting Cheerio would look like, they landed on a plotline that became one of the most affecting and memorable in Glee's history, Santana's coming out in romance with Brittany. I love you, Santana. I love you more than I've ever loved anyone else in this world. Today, it's difficult to imagine a version of Santana Lopez who isn't a certified queer icon, but her coming-out narrative is yet another element of her character that wasn't originally planned. Writing a coming-out narrative for Santana was risky for a broadcast show at the time. I love girls the way that I'm supposed to feel about boys. Glee premiered in 2009, and in the TV season before that, only 2.6 of scripted regular characters on broadcast television were LGBT. The year before that, it was 1.1%. Glee was already challenging these boundaries with Chris Colfer's flamboyant character Kurt, who came out to his father in season one. But with Santana, they took it even further, crafting a way less conventional coming-out narrative. Santana is forcibly outed in season three, first by Finn in the middle of the McKinley hallways. He's Santana. Why don't you just come out of the closet?" And then by a political rival of Sue Sylvester's and a smear campaign ad. So if you're so into family values, why did you promote a lesbian student to be your head cheerleader? And when did you plan on telling Ohio families? Adding insult to injury, Santana then comes out on her own to her abuela Alma, only to be scolded and kicked out of the house. I'm the same person I was a minute ago. You made your choice, now I have made mine. Santana's confrontation with Abuela Lopez is one of season three's most difficult-to-watch scenes, a tense and all-too-real picture of how painful and messy coming out to close-minded loved ones can be. Everyone has secrets, Santana. They're called secrets for a reason. And how not every story has a neat, cut-and-dry happy ending. I can't believe this is happening. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I haven't even told my parents yet. Though Santana did eventually repair her relationship with her abuela, that wasn't until season six, and her struggles with identity and acceptance resonated with audiences. Moreover, while Glee already had Kurt, he was a very clean-cut white gay man who was conventional in some ways with portrayals we'd seen on screen before. Santana's coming-out narrative allowed the series to examine queer visibility through a female lens, something that is still sorely lacking in LGBT representation on TV. And Santana presented a much-needed portrait of a queer afro Latina woman on network television when there was virtually no other significant positive representation around. Did I ever tell you that I love you? Tell me again. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Santana is a powerful reminder that queerness doesn't come in one size, shape, or form, and that nobody is defined just by their sexuality. Even in the face of sadness and pain, Santana never lost the spark of humor, wit, and venom that made her Mean Girl character such a scene stealer in the first place. Santana was beloved because of her refreshing willingness to talk back to anyone and everyone she needed to, from Rachel Berry to Mr. Shue to even Sue Sylvester. Santana's vitriol is often aimed at her fellow new directions for a quick laugh. Santana, we're worried about you. Worry about yourself, fetus face." But she also uses her mastery of insults to defend her fellow New Directioners when they can't or won't stand their ground. Santana stands up to Dave Karofsky, Kurt's homophobic bully, when he attempts to harass Kurt and Blaine. Two choices. You stay here and I crack one of your nuts, right or left, that's your choice, or you walk away and live to be a douchebag another day. She confronts him again in an episode when she realizes that Karofsky is gay. First of all, I saw you checking out Sam's ass the other day. I was just seeing what jeans he was wearing. Like that's any less gay. But she doesn't immediately turn around and out him to the entire school like a conventional mean girl would. Instead, she proposes an alliance between them to win prom king and queen to conceal the fact that they're both in the closet. So you and I are going to be each other's beards straight, I am a straight up bitch." Santana's motives are self-serving. She wants to protect her own reputation more than she cares about protecting Kurt. But by using her powers of intimidation to manipulate an even more powerful bully, Santana becomes a totally new kind of mean girl. It was Santana's idea. She wants to be prom queen. I'm both repulsed and impressed by her Lady Macbethian ways." A similar dynamic plays out a season later between Santana and Sebastian Smythe, another bully who targets Kurt and Blaine. -"All right, Twink, I think it's time that I show you a little Lima Heights hospitality." Sebastian adds rock salt to a slushie he throws at Blaine, and it falls to Santana to stand up for the new directions. -"Admit you put something in that slushie." Once again, Santana redirects her mean girl, Savvy, towards the bullies who target the misfits of the Glee Club, and she ultimately comes out on top. No, I got Sebastian on tape admitting that there was rock salt in that slushy that blinded Blaine. Now all we have to do is send this tape to the Popo and that little bitchlet is headed to juvie. Sure, Santana has had her fair share of fights with the New Directions, but she cares deeply for them, and she isn't above apologizing and making up when she realizes she's wrong. I owe you an apology and the Glee Club in turn embraces her as part of their misfit group. They become the people who support her through the difficulty and trauma of her coming-out experience and beyond. Glee was a pop culture powerhouse that captivated audiences with its offbeat humor and bombastic but somehow still poignant and down-to-earth storytelling, and Santana Lopez perfectly reflects the show's idiosyncratic charms. She's an unlikely encapsulation of the show's underdog spirit and celebration of oddballs. Of course, all the good writing in the world wouldn't have mattered had uber-charismatic Naya Rivera not been there to lend Santana her signature smirk, snark, and sense of humor. Don't get all sentimental on me or anything like that. I'm really happy for you, but I didn't do this for you. I did this entirely for myself. Though Naya herself may not be with us anymore, her dedication to making the most out of Santana Lopez laid the groundwork for a queer icon, the mean girl to end all mean girls, and a complexly written character who forever flipped the script for TV heroes and villains. Her performance blazed a trail for queer women and Latinas in an era of television with far too few opportunities for visibility. Naya's legacy lives on through her unique, powerful, and beloved character. You taught me to be bigger than the world was ever going to give me permission mission to be and I have. Thanks for watching the take. Make sure to subscribe and let us know what you want the take on next.